2: Huh? Yeah, get comfortable. Test one, two. All right, three, two, one. Nobody likes a good underdog story more than me, your host, Fred Van Vliet. Welcome to Bet on Yourself, a podcast about diverse entrepreneurs overcoming obstacles on their way to building businesses. Designed not just to survive, but to thrive in today's rapidly changing world. With me as always is my co-host and my business advisor, D folk, aka Derek Folk, C O O of Folk Williams Financial Management. What's up, D? Excited, man. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Lucky to have you here. Glad to be here. Our guest today is gonna to be Mark Marcellus Nawagabo. And Mark makes clean water from coffee. His company. Birch Bark Coffee uses the proceeds from coffee sales to fund clean water initiatives for indigenous communities. Mark is Ojibwe and a band member of Whitefish River First Nation in Ontario, Canada. He is filtering water from coffee. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for having me.
1: How are you doing today? Very good, very good. We're happy to have
2: you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Mark, and,
1: and how you got here today. Myself, uh, I I guess I'm an entrepreneur, indigenous entrepreneur, First Nations to be exact. And uh, I, you know, saw problems in my communities. And, uh, you know, when you look at, on a larger scale across Canada, there's 635 nations and uh, our uh, our infrastructures are, are not so good in some of the communities and uh, more so specifically with the water. And, you know, I saw, we're very much visionary people. And I, I took this opportunity to create a, a business that was a social enterprise, innovative social enterprise that was cause-driven with a paid for attitude, and I focused on uh, trying to bring bring water to my communities through the sales of coffee.
2: Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about what it is that that your company brings to the table right now. So this is obviously a platform that shows um, built around people like yourself who mm-hmm. are um, entrepreneurs and, and um all at different forms and different stages of their product and their company. So, tell us a little bit more about Birch Bark Coffee yeah. today
1: and and where you are today. Well, it's funny. Everything I'm about to tell you um, is all within three years. So, and I wasn't a retail person. I am now, um, specifically with the coffee. And uh, when I created this, I really it was all out of being a visionary and uh, really putting a lot of stuff to paper and and trying to understand what product could i sell and how could i get to the means of of trying to aim to fix a problem and when that happened i i started putting things together and you know coffee obviously is uh is the second highest sold commodity in the world and uh, i said what a better way because i love coffee but i had to uh kick it up a notch and uh, not only is the coffee uh organic and fair trade But I also support uh, SPP certification, which is uh, the small producers of coffee. And more specifically, uh, the producers are Indigenous descendants uh, from uh, Latin America, Guatemala, Honduras. All my coffee is blended. So that was the product that I created. And uh, we have six different blends, which actually represent all Indigenous communities, Inuit, Métis, and First Nations, which was very important to me. And uh, so set sales of the coffee go towards water purification systems that I purchased. Uh, I, I didn't have a lot of money, so obviously starting a business is pretty difficult when it comes to, uh, to uh, the capital. And that So I ended up uh, looking at uh, systems that were user-friendly, uh, affordable, um, and sales of coffee. That's a lot of coffee to sell to buy purification systems. So I set on my way to do this, and uh, I just I didn't look back that's amazing that's
2: amazing wow. i want i wanna i wanna take it back um for a second mark um before we get into all of the business stuff can you give us a crash course we want this we want this podcast to go all the way around the world so i i wanna dive into your background a little bit more mm-hmm. um when you speak about you know being indigenous and, and being from your nation um we got nations in my hood, but they call them something different yes um so let's let's talk about uh sure you know, where you come from and what that means to you
1: and kind of the experiences that you had growing up. Yeah. So there's three groups. There's Métis, Inuit, and uh, First Nations, That I'm under First Nations and uh proud band member of the Whitefish River First Nations, which uh, from Toronto, Ottawa area. I'm from Ottawa. It's about seven hours from here up in Manitoulin Island. And, um, you know, it's... it. Y- y- they're, they were called reservations reserves
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh some people refer them f- refer to them now as communities mm-hmm. uh, but these were these were in place many many moons ago and uh
2: before ma- everybody else yeah,
1: yeah, for sure and <laughs> uh you know it was set up by the government and uh it was meant for uh first nations people to live, and that's where they lived and uh you know they it's It's quite beautiful to live there you're kind of like away from it's like an oasis away from from the main city and stuff and it's so beautiful and uh i i grew up uh my my mum moved off the reserve she lost her identity as a woman um and historically this has been uh you know a piece that uh that's um plagued our communities for for many years and uh she did get her her rights back as a woman as a first nations person wow um So what happened to that is that then we became recognized as first children of my mom, Mm. uh, as First Nations children. My mom, uh, it's funny enough, you ask me, I only found out at at Christmas, my mom went to day school. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I come from a family that went to residential school. And uh, when you learn about this, it's pretty traumatic, the legacy of residential school and... uh, you know, that's, that's part of our historical piece, uh, you know, growing up and what we went through. And um, I was very, I guess, very fortunate that uh, my mom didn't raise me on the reserve. I, I did live on the reserve, but mm-hmm. that was the later part of my life. And, uh, but she, I think she moved off the reserve to protect us and, and make sure that we didn't go through uh, the, the system.
2: Awesome. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, I know that um, it may seem, you know, like bland knowledge to you because it's where you come from. But I think um, we need to speak to the people who may be a little bit more ignorant Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. some of these um, cultural identities that we have. And me and Derek often talk about how much of a person's makeup makes them who they are Mm -hmm. in every sense as a father or, you know, a mother or business person. Yes. um, when you speak about being First Nation, can you can you actually explain that you know to the dummies out there? Um, yeah. And I say that you know, yeah, yeah. with a good heart. But right. the people who may be ignorant to you said you know you speak yeah. proudly about being a, a First Nation, and you also speak very proudly about being a band member. So explain those two things in detail.
1: Yeah, for me, you know. I- there is a lot of uh, there's multiple layers as to why I built this business first of all and uh you know and, and what you've asked of me is part of it and uh I have a lot of eyes on me as a First Nations person because we're you know trying to break through the business and really show people that we can you know we're capable of doing mm-hmm. business out there <laughs> and uh you know it's funny too it, it, as entrepreneurs we were probably some of the first entrepreneurs in the in the in the fur trading way way back when and uh, so we're just kind of like, we've been there and we're bringing it back to light and we're showing people we can do it. But as a First Nations person, um, it's, you know, the f- peoples of Canada, we were around in, in North America and, uh, you know, the the problematic pieces that people probably historically learned about is when, um, you know, Europeans came across to can- like into North America and, and basically just, Took over. Yep. I guess in layman's terms, I'll put it that way. Yeah, and we didn't really have a leg to stand on, mm-hmm. and uh, so we became marginalized, became displaced, um, and then uh, we were kind of like taken over. And and so mm-hmm. now, you know, it's only it was only back in the eighties when the last residential school. Uh, 86, I think it was when it, yeah, 96, I think when it closed down. And, uh, so they, they were trying to take the Indian out of wow. us. So they put, put us in schools to try and teach us the white man's way.
2: Absolutely. So speak about, uh, you know, residential school. What, 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 what does that mean to the community?
1: It's uh, it's it's uh, very very dark.
2: I'm not trying to walk you down all this this dark history, but I think it's It's, an important story to tell. It is. I know in in America we have uh, slavery. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. Every everybody else has you know different traumatic experiences, and um, the victors get to write the history book. So uh, I want to hear you know a firsthand
1: experience on what you know these things mean to you. Yeah. It's uh. You know, it's funny, you've heard of Orange Shirt Day, and I'm glad you brought this up because I'll bring it up. I I created uh, another blend of coffee only recently with uh, a couple of other uh, uh, corporations and uh, actually brought in the Wenjack family and the Downey, Gore Downey uh, Foundation partnered with me on this. And uh, the reason why I created Reconciliation Coffee, just only knew it's not out yet, uh, was to bring back awareness to residential res, residential school and the legacy of it and exactly what the true meaning of it was and how children were taken away from their parents uh, with no say in the matter. And uh, I'll share a story with you that I haven't told anybody, um, is that my grandfather went to residential school but he actually fought off the Indian agents; they called them wow. so people that came to take your children away. And he fought them off to wow. uh, to keep to protect his my mom and the children. Wow! Uh, so he was um, he was successful in doing that. Um, but some of my family want to say his name uh, here. Do you, yeah, you Arthur heard? Arthur Nowagabo. Hmm. Wow! Shout out to he's Arthur. Pa- yeah, he's passed away now, but God he was chief of the community. So, wow! Uh, very proud of him. Awesome. Wow!
0: So all to rewrite history. Yeah. So, so
1: that was the intent of it, right? To hide the history. history yeah. And
0: if we could take the children away from their parents, yeah. then they would be disconnected from the story, the true yeah. story.
1: And they would be brought into uh, um, Christianity and brought into, because it was the Jesuit priests mm-hmm. many, many moons ago that uh, started coming in and basically wanting to change uh, the culture and take it away. And, uh, well, it was called savages, right? Mm-hmm. That's what uh, they referred to us as in the yeah. history books.
2: Wow. Wow. Powerful stuff, man. But resilience, wow. resilience. Here you are today. There Powerful today.
0: stuff. I'm touched. And that's really why we're here, because we talk about um, people of color and pe- people being marginalized all over the world. Yep. And uh, that's what that's what the last year has brought out. We had to sit still yep. in, in, in the middle of a pandemic for people to hear that there's a lot of people who have been shut out of this world. Yep. And we shouldn't be yep. because we helped create the world. The world is ours to share. Perseverance. Yeah, so we're glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for telling the story.
2: being here, man. Appreciate you telling the story. So let's get into the business a little bit All more. All right. The real reason why we're here. All right. Um, you know, you went through what you went through, and your, your family and your history has brought you here to be um, your own entrepreneur, and, and here you are with Birch Bark Coffee. So, um, you know, you spoke a little bit about why you started and, and how you started. Um,
1: what do you need today to take your business to the next level? Wow. You know, as I, you know, again, this is all in three years, and I've scaled up so fast that uh, it w- it was like a horse going through the the gates, and I just it was grab the tiger by the tail and hold on. <laughs> I didn't have any idea what I created. It was just like, and I'll and I'll and I'll say this: that every person that's helped me in this business has been a woman. Wow! Uh, in our tradition, women are are very sacred and very. Uh, um, very much leaders in our communities and uh I I knew this and as 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 a man I wanted to be grounded and I wanted to make sure that when I created this business that I had very much uh women to be able to guide me. Wow. Um That's powerful. so even today my two lawyers are 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 women. Uh, my trademark lawyer and my my corporate lawyer. So Shout I'm out very, to them. Shout yeah, out to yeah, the women. Yeah, yeah, and powerful. Yeah, so I uh so I created this and it was just I had no idea the costs, it, <laughs> whoa, you know, and then, and then now I have, I'm um, on a, you know, Australia's uh, is, you know, I want to trade, I'm on a mission now with Australia through CCAB, Canadian Council of Abri- Aboriginal Business. And uh, then I had B2B from Taiwan and, and Hong Kong and, and places like this contact me. But the, the interesting part is when you ask me about what is needed, I didn't realize that every country that you want to go into, uh, trademark and having to protect your intellectual property, mm-hmm. and then you get a bill for $3,000, you go, know, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm my margins are so tight that like mm-hmm. people don't see logistically behind the scenes. It's just like, whoa. Like, and then people think, you know, your business is like, yes, I'm bringing in tons of money but that's that's over there that's yeah.
2: and, and right. don't worry once your business your business grows you got to upgrade that plan again oh, too. Yeah. so it's, it's uh you know there's there's fees at every level yeah. um, i think that's it's, something that a lot of people learn you know as new entrepreneurs so for sure um you spoke about cost yeah what was the most surprising cost was it the trademark fight wow
1: so I, i'm dealing with global affairs and uh export canada and just their you know uh edc and all the banks, but uh, wow, um, it had to be the trademark. Like, just the costs of that are alone are pretty wild. Hmm. And then I'm, yeah. and then. I'm so speak
2: li- speak to that because we we're going to have a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs listening okay. out there, audience that either are thinking about, you know, doing coffee or other yeah. adventures. And um, I speak to a lot of people that I deal with because um, I learned about trademarks, you know, five years ago myself as I started to, uh, dabble a little bit, so um speak to those cars sure. um and what they were
1: and again, this is part of the uh the layers as to what I do to to share with people and it's almost like walking in the the winter time and you leave footprints, right, mm-hmm. so those footprints have to be good footprints, so you like you say with future entrepreneurs, uh, myself inspiring people to be an aspiring entrepreneur, it's important that they understand that the cost, the capital mm-hmm. the branding you know having every all your checks and balances of what it is that you're doing, but I don't wanna discourage people in the sense that you have to believe in what you're doing. You have yes. to have a purpose in life, not just in your business life, but also in your personal life. Hmm. So there's a fine balance, right, of self-care as well. And I think that the capital piece is probably the most important thing to really understand that going into this business, you're gonna to have to make sure that you know, you know. Are you brick and mortar? Are oh. you doing e-commerce? You know, are you branding? Um, you know, accessories like clothing and stuff, and you know, mugs. And then there's, and then the other one that I didn't realize, which was really important, if you go into the food aspect of things, is the barcoding. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow! Yeah. I thought In every package. Wow, and not just every package, every box, yeah, every pallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I have to buy another thousand. Yeah. And oh, I just got the bill for this. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it can be surprising and overwhelming sometimes. Can you maybe speak to what the trademark covers? Just yeah, for that For yeah, our yeah, listeners yeah. who
0: don't know what a trademark covers, and and I'm still
1: learning about it. And because uh, uh, there's copyright and there's trademark, and so trademark sure. covers what? So when you look at uh, when you look at the co- well, specifically the coffee bag, I I created uh, um, a little logo that's a coffee cup, and it's kind of got a birch bark design it like a, a tree design in the middle. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the piece that I own. The logo. The logo. Yeah. And, um, but there's a lot more to it. Like I, I could, I could probably buy everything on that and buy the wording and, and, and my, my slogan co- coffee making a difference. You can own that as well, but I, I don't own it because everything costs money. You passed right. the, uh, so so, yeah. so just to touch on that, because I want to make sure
0: listeners, because I hear this a lot, people are like, what's a trademark, what's a copyright? So a trademark is basically saying that I own this logo, right. and wherever I sell my product, nobody else can use this logo. So someone else can't come out with coffee and say, hey, I'm, I'm replicating your coffee. Exactly. Right? exactly. So a trademark covers and protects
1: your rights around the world, wherever you go. Yeah. To a certain degree. And, but there's always people trying to, matter of fact, I was in a store uh, a month ago um, and I was walking by and I, I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a t-shirt with a very similar logo on it. Mm. And I went, what? I phoned my trademark lawyer. You got to see this. So I sent her a picture. And so she checked it out and she goes, no, no, the, all the design's different, but it was so much similar. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Can you, uh, it's something that I had to learn the hard way. And I know you uh, spoke about the powerful women that you work with um, in being lawyers. Can you, so can you talk to us about some of the lawyer fees and, and, oh, and what boy. they charge? and how? Because that's the other part that, that people don't know is okay. that you have to pay the lawyer to get to the trademark and the copyright. Yep.
1: And it gets more expensive. Oh, does it ever? Um, so most recently, uh, because my coffee is going all over the world. Uh, I kind of procrastinated because I had to get into North America. So this was just for uh, Canada. So now I kind of bit the bullet and said, let's do the States. So then um, there's a lot of research in it. And so when I talked to the lawyer, I said, this is okay. Taking your advice, I'd like to do this now. So then I got the invoice and it was $2,700. Mm, and Wow. I read, Ouch. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and then, and then my mind's going 100 miles an hour because I'm going, I have all these other countries now that are interested, the UK, Australia, you know, I'm embarking on uh, exporting, trying to, you know, getting into exporting, not, not officially doing it yet, but learning about it, you know, what the best possible ways of getting into other, you know, larger markets are. Um, But then when I got, and I'm thinking like, is that $2,700 for every country out there? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, boy, oh boy.
0: (laughs) So I'm curious. um, I'm 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 looking at your product. I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking of your supply chain. So Ah. so your supply chain, because you're just talking about your legal costs. You're not talking about making a bag of coffee. So your supply chain tells me when I look, I see you got you have to procure a coffee bean. You have to convert that coffee bean. You have to pack that, Mm -hmm. what's now not a coffee bean but coffee grounds into a bag. So, you got to buy packaging. And then, like you say, you got to put all those packages Mm -hmm. in a box, all those boxes on a crate. Talk to us about your supply chain.
1: Very, very good question. So, um, I could not afford a roasting machine. I could not afford brick and mortar. You know, again, as an entrepreneur, these are ideas that change good ways. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, like, how do you do it? So, I entered into, I researched, uh, after my group of people helped me out, they said, "You're gonna do white labeling." Kind of a funny word, mm. but uh, smart, yeah, so I did white labeling and i I picked um I picked a, a roasting uh, organization um, that uh, a cooperative actually that was uh, put people before profit and they're out of Atlantic region. and they were the first uh, uh, roasters. Uh, organic roasters for uh, for Canada in the States. So their values and the beliefs were very much in line with what I was doing. So it was kind of like a really good um, uh, working relationship. So that's where I'm at with that right now. So that white labeling encompasses all of what you just Your said. supply they, chain. Yeah, I pay them a set amount. Well, the interesting part, I'll tell you about the supply chain piece. So the interesting part is that they do all that one-stop shopping for me and they get everything out in... in in, across uh, Canada and all over the place. So then the um, the supply chain's interesting. As I started learning about the business and started learning like, okay, I sell to consumers. Oh, wait a second. Now some businesses are coming to me and now my company's becoming a little bit more recognized. Oh, wait, some corporations now are coming to me and they want to support buying uh, coffee and that. So then I started learning about the supply chains and like, oh, wait a second. How does farm boy, how does Loblaws, how do how do you get your coffees in these places, right? And, and then you learn about Cisco and then you learn about food buy and, oh, that's where you got to go to get the coffee in there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that easy. And uh, I have to say that every, everybody that's in my circle right now of people wanting the coffee, um, uh, they've all come to me, which I'm very, a lot of gratitude, obviously. Uh, so I haven't really had to do a lot of sales, but I'm not a salesperson. I just, I just believe in what I do. And I, I ask people to come on, on the journey with me to help people. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like I'm starting to learn about the supply chains. And it's quite interesting. And there's some pretty cool things coming down the pipeline.
2: Let's yeah. stay there for a second. Um, that's that's interesting that you say that. That's something that um, me and Derek believe in um, very strongly about. You talk about taking people on a journey with you. Um, so I guess I want to get into more so. Um, obviously, you're here today. A lot of this was built off the Sweat and, mm-hmm. and the blood, sweat and tears off of your back. So, talk to us about some of the other people that that you have either started with or grabbed along the way that are helping you take this company, you know, mm-hmm. to the places that you wanted to go.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know, I created um, I created. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but I created this uh, this business model called an indigenous indigenous inclusion continuum business model, and what that what that does is it's very, I include everybody. So mm. when you go on to this spectrum on the left side, uh, the indigenous producers of coffee, I have to make sure that, that it's all covered under fair trade, but I have to make sure that the producers of the coffee cause are looked after um, in the sense of proper pay uh, for the work quality of work they do in the product, right? Because every one of the coffee beans that are in all the coffee bags are all hand-picked. Mm. There is no machinery. Mm. So that was very important to me. So then you, you, you go along this continuum, this spectrum. So now it's important uh, for the consumers. You know, I like to share stories with people. And I remember uh, when my children were young, I, uh, I wanted to teach them about, at Christmas time, I wanted to teach them about uh, the importance of gratitude and giving back and like, no more presents. Like, I don't want you having presents this year. And they were really young. I said, I want you to learn what it is to give back. So I tried to get them into a soup kitchen, tried to get them to help serve a meal, but you know, there's so much red tape and it, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, and I, I think as a parent, I got really frustrated because I couldn't even bring them in to teach them, you know, let's, let's help people. Uh, I remembered that story. Not that I had birch bark in the mind way back then, but when I, you know, I speed it up, I said that feel good feeling, how could I give that to people? And uh, it was, it was a really important piece to the business and and, buying a bag of coffee or going into a cafe and drinking a cup of coffee, knowing that you're giving back and helping somebody. That was the other piece on this business model that I wanted and was part of the continuum with the consumers. So that was in place, you know, that feel good feeling. And then, uh, the speeding it up even more, uh, now I started having retail companies, these, you know, the mom and pops, uh, restaurants and, and you know, stores like we believe in what you're doing, and at that point, it shifted in my mind because, as an again, as an entrepreneur, business person, things are always changing. And you're going, I can't believe people care. Like, I, I thought I was just a regular person. And then I was seeing all this movement of people calling me, you know, like I look at my Instagram and there's like 6,000 people following me now. And I'm going, like, Wait, am I actually making, have I created something here? Mm. And uh, so then... The retailers wanted to feel the same, so I started, you know, giving them a price point where they could actually like still help out, but still use this platform to to make money for their families. Mm-hmm. So it was it was, and the coffee sells off the shelf, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's just from a market survey. Like I'm, you know, in three years, I'm hearing all this. And it's just moving so fast like that. And then you go forward, and then helping the indigenous families out, and then even going forward more. Is an, and I don't talk about this very much, um, but just in sessions like this or, or in interviews, is that the, the the labels on those coffee bags are put on my hand? Mm. So I support, um, I, I support employment. So there's a company in Nova Scotia called Flower Cart, mm-hmm. and people that can't readily get in the workforce, people with Down syndrome, mental health disabilities, just can't work. I help uh, give them employment. So they put all the labels on the coffee bags all by hand. Wow. So that's, that's awesome. all the people in my circle.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So talk to us a little bit about that breakthrough moment in your business and, hmm. and, the lifeline of your business. There was a
1: moment when you said, I'm ready and I got this. I've always believed in what I was doing and I knew I had a purpose and I didn't let anybody discourage me. Um, I think there's a few people actually, when I kind of sat back and I, I I pulled the phone away and I I was sitting with my mom one day having lunch before this was all happening. Right. And uh, it was the uh, parliament building people in Ottawa and uh, it was the it was the MPs and the, and the the speaker of the house was on the phone. Hmm. And uh, I'm the first, uh, First Nations coffee to be, put into the speakers uh, at Christmas time they gave all my coffee so we actually got invited to the parliament buildings and we actually got to meet uh, some of the the MPs with the with the uh, <clears throat> with the parties and we actually put the coffee on all the tables where wow. all the parliament wow. people sit and it was I'll say like, that was a big deal for wow. you and your people but getting back sitting with my mom having lunch and I pulled the phone away and went mom it's the parliament people <laughs> 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 Boy, I think this is a joke but stuff like this like I I stay grounded. I'm very traditional. And uh, I've met a lot of interesting people and uh, been invited to a lot of things. And uh, I, I see it as gratitude. And I think that every moment gives me an opportunity to rise above and really change people's lives. And I think that um, I think it's part of my legacy mm-hmm. to help people. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So maybe share with us and our listeners, has there been any big surprises along the journey?
1: I mean... Yeah, I've met some pretty cool people uh have uh, people I never really expected to meet. Uh, the, I was on a Zoom meeting last night with the uh the CEO of Facebook and Instagram mm, for mm, Canada. Mm. I've met uh a lot of um a lot of really cool people that really really care actually. I think that's the I think that's the coolest thing and you know you some people that you just never meet in your life. And, you know my whole background is like justice but I've never met so many influential people in my whole life, and I, I really, really uh, um, ask them to join along in the journey and really make a change. And I think that uh, when you uh, word of mouth is this, I mean, you can be on social media all you want, but word of mouth is the biggest piece. Doing mm-hmm. stuff like this, you know, getting out to the audiences and just telling them the way it is, and you know, being transparent, and,
0: being real. I think being reason, real. I think the reason all those people are reaching out to you is because you're really cool. And you're really important and your work is important thanks and you know you said it earlier you're not a salesman yeah anybody who can convince people to buy a product or a service Uh-oh. you're a salesman naturally and what you're doing is representing with that sign over there says you're
1: betting on yourself i read you're making a
0: difference in the world so you're really cool awesome man. your
1: values and your beliefs actually i read about you and uh man yes sir thank you man so me and d we, we attract you know yeah. people
2: and and energies attract yeah. and um you know there's a reason that you're sitting here today yeah. and your life took you to the point to where you're here yeah. um things are going great we are we are very very happy and excited for you um i think one one last thing, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to walk you through um you know we'll flush out some business ideas here a yeah. lot right, and we'll say okay okay mark how can we how can we get there but before we get there i w- I wanna get your your um input on the last 12 to 18 months oh. what the pandemic was like for you and then also what we've been speaking to a lot of guests is um, you know there's a, a million protests and mm-hmm. um, different social mo- fr- movements and um, you know you come from that background yeah. um, of being uh, uh, oppressed people um, so talk to us a little bit about that uh, we saw Black Lives Matter yep. we saw those all of those movements um, you have plenty of experience in, in that yeah. field. So give us uh, your experience personally and um, with
1: your, with your okay. business for the last 12, 16 sure. months. Wow, who would ever expect we'd be going through this and our, our world's turned upside down. Um, but again, you know, I focus on resilience as people, perseverance, you know, breaking through that cloud. Ready to pop the question.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today
1: you know I think I am one of the fortunate ones in business that uh, that started on e-commerce and uh, pulled away while well, it didn't really focus on brick and mortar uh, well, I couldn't afford it anyway but uh, e-commerce seemed to be the best to be able to reach a lot of people and a lot of our communities are uh, remote in, in areas. So I, I, had to really try and reach a lot of people through that, through social media and, uh, the e-commerce. And I thought that was the best way. So catching it up right now in the COVID time, it really, uh, helped out because unfortunately I've seen a lot of businesses and, you know, some friends of mine, you know, do well, but also close their doors, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, which is, um, you know, f- you feel for them. Um, but, I think people looked at birch bark as a way to be that feel good feeling and really uh, look for hope. Um, so they reached out to coffee and I think a lot of people started drinking a lot more coffee during COVID. And yeah. uh, so I, I, I did, I, yeah, they're at home, they're yeah, at home. And uh, yeah. you know, I saw this whole shift that I always like to see back and I watch things and just sometimes my, my grandfather told me one time when I was fishing with him on the reserve, he's, you know, just, keep this closed your mouth hmm. just use your ears. Right. And you'll, you'll see and hear a lot more. Mm. So sometimes, you know, people think mm. I'm so quiet, but mm. just listen, you'll hear more. Right. It's like going down a street, you're driving a car on the same road every day and you're flying down that road. You try taking your bike or walking that same road. You're going to hear the birds. You're going to hear the grass. You're going to hear the wind. You're going to hear everything. So slow to your life down. Right. And, uh, that's kind of what happened now with people, right? But they weren't really expecting it. It just happened on them just so happen. fast.
2: It just happened.
1: So then you have people, you know, more mental health issues. And the people that already had mental health issues were, you know, it was becoming worrisome and access to program, programming or, or, or services. And um, so I saw this all happening and people would, and I, and I knew this because people would email me. So I get hundreds and hundreds of emails and, you know, thank you for, helping us through this and this time. And, you know, I'd send them a bag of coffee. I couldn't really afford to do it, but I'd send it out to them anyway, you know. Nice. And I think that, I think, I think that, uh, I'm trying to think what to say about that, This whole pandemic is just odd.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a weird time and and nobody can put their finger on it. But um, I think the world uh, just had a reset, whether we wanted it or needed it or whatever happened. It It was a reset. And uh, I feel like, you know, it's odd that it was 2020 as we go into a new decade. And um, I just feel... If you can feel things, you feel the world changing and things are changing yeah. and people are changing. And if you pay attention to it, then you'll be able to keep up. If not, you won't. I want to get a little bit real here for a second, Mark. Let's yeah. talk to me. I'm a young black kid from from America, right? So, um, and I've done my fair share of, of studying in history. Um, my, my high school basketball coach uh, taught African-American studies. So I have my background there a little bit like from a teenage boy, right? Yeah. So... One thing I noticed, at least from my perspective growing up, is that what happens is the way this system is set up, all of the um, people who were conquered, or whatever the word that you want to use, were were taken over, were enslaved. We all have our own personal struggles, right? So what we do is when we see Mark sitting across and, and Mark and his people are protesting and fighting, we're sitting back and we're saying, well, damn, I have my own traumas and experiences as well. So what we do is we look for the white people to be our allies. So let's, let's have a real talk here about how yeah. we can be allies to each other. How can we help
1: you and your people, and how can you help us? Yeah. Wow. Next Great question. question. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. i never. Uh, very proud person, and I never really ask for help. Eh? Nobody so. does. It's not in our nature yeah i uh it's funny you said that um i I look at uh there's an old saying a honoshone saying where it's one foot in the canoe and one foot out, so you always have to like keep your traditions and keep all your stuff going forward in in the world and then but you still you have to realize in in the world you have to move forward with help from people mm-hmm. and, um I think you're doing it by having me here, mm. having me on here mm. I think that uh it's important, I think that there's a lot of uh we share a common theme in history too. And, you know, I've done a lot of research in my life and I did a lot of justice stuff and, uh, you know, the the black communities in Nova Scotia, uh, people, a lot of people don't know this until I, you know, I do some talks and about the slavery and the trading back there, but they didn't realize that the black communities were right beside the first nations communities. And so there's a lot of black people out there that actually have indigenous. And they make us all feel like we're so
2: different from each other. Mm
1: No, so it's uh, so I've uh, that history piece is very valuable and important that people need to know about too. That Indigenous people and Black people are very.
2: Close. So we're doing our job. We're doing our fight. You know, me and Derek spend a lot of time. That's that's one of the main values that we share in our business world, is to make sure we give back to the community and try to uplift our community. I see you doing the same with your coffee. So if there's anything that you would want to plug right now, different programs or or different ways that the general public can help out. Um, Other than buying birch bark coffee, which you're going to do the work, you know, as they buy it. um, Is there any other organizations
1: that you're a part of that that we can support? The, uh, well, we're uh, the Gore Downey Foundation. Obviously, uh, that's going to be, it's just been plugged on social media most recently to raise money and bring uh, back awareness to the true meaning of Orange Shirt Day Mm -hmm. and the residential school legacy. Uh, I find it's been saturated a lot in on social media where it's just like everybody's selling everything, but the true meaning of education and awareness as to why this really happened, right? and why did the orange shirt day have, you know come to be? So that's the importance of uh, I want to bring it back and bring it real, right yep. so people really understand. And uh, I just ask people to support me because I, I mean, if I don't raise money, right. I, I can't help people.
0: Yes. So can you do, do us a favor? Because I don't know what Orange Shirt Day is, and I've heard you mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can share yeah. what is orange shirt? Day? And
2: just for reference, this, we're, we to want to this podcast is going to touch a lot of different areas all over yeah. the world. So um, there is a, a Canadian presence here,, yep. um, obviously, but there's also going to be a lot of ears from all over the place okay. that may be a little
1: bit um, ignorant to some of these terms and places yeah. that you mentioned. So Orange Shirt Day came, came to be. Uh, as a means to, uh, just like Black Lives Matter, right there, there's um, people that just started these movements. And uh, Orange Shirt Day was a day to recognize the children that were taken away, and they were put in residential schools, mm. and that was the uh, that was the premise of it. And then it just expanded from there. So it's so a social so, awareness day. Yeah, yeah. like um, Children's Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and uh, it uh, it just blossomed. And then uh, when I when I started walk you know more on social media, I started seeing a lot about, you know, different companies that were non Aboriginal making orange shirts orange shirts to sell and I'm mm-hmm. going, like, it's kinda of getting a little bit too saturated here. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring it back and like I said, bring it real and so I reached out to the the foundation I read the Wenjack family and the Gordowney family and I said, Look, I said I got an idea, pitched it to them. And uh, pitched to Genuine Mark Canada as well, um, Canada's largest merchandising company, and mm-hmm. said, "Can you help me?" Mm. So, awesome. And that's how that one reconciliation coffee came to be. Yeah, Good that's too.
2: awesome, man. So let's 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 dive into the business a little bit. All right. So um, a little bit of background here for you, Mark, is um, when I met Derek uh, through a mutual friend, and he just started out doing my taxes. Started doing my taxes, then he turned into my business manager. Then I went to Business Advisor, and now we're talking to each other every day, every other yes. day, bouncing ideas off each other, growing each other's life, and business and families are mixing more and more as we go here. So um, one thing we like to do is is I get a lot of pitches. So if if I would have bumped into you down the street and you would say, Fred, man, check out Birch Bark Coffee. What do you think? We want to bring you on board. The first person I would call would be this guy right here, okay, and we would flush your ideas out. So I'm interested to know what you think, D. As, as we're listening. We're learning about Mark and who he is as a person and, and how he got here, but what do you think about the company and the brand?
0: I love the brand. Thank you. I um, haven't tasted the coffee. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. You know, we drink coffee here quite <laughs> regularly, so we're gonna figure out a way to get yeah, some of that coffee in a cup before today. the day is over, right? I will, I will say it's some um, of the best coffee. But one know. of the questions I have is, we talked a little bit about supply chain, you talked about your logo, you talked about shipping product all over the world. I'm curious to know how many units do you ship? What's your sales look like? And you don't have to say it in terms of dollars. Oh, I'll, but, no, I'll
1: tell you. Okay, I'll tell you. It's not. Uh... So, are you ready? Yeah. For uh, for, for a scaling up, First Nation startup company, I've pulled in a quarter of a million each year. That's awesome. Wow. that's awesome. Gross. Yeah. Congratulations. And the, the coffee, I, I the volume, the analytics. On the Shopify, I give you all the analytics. I can't even remember the number of bags. It's unreal. for 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 fifteen dollars ninety nine cents bags of coffee. I've blown it out of the park. It's nice a lot of units. That's and, good. And honestly, my goal is to be on the same playing field as uh, Starbucks and yeah. Tim Hortons.
0: Well, you could do that. So, so, so let's talk about that. So, yeah. so your next level is there. So, you said earlier, I heard you talk about capital, but tell us a little bit about what other resources you need. To get to that next level, because I'm taking it when you say capital, you mean yeah. money, yeah, okay, yeah. It's. Uh, but do you think money yeah. is 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 going to solve that? Because only when Fred asked you about um, your team, mm-hmm. you mentioned your attorneys. So is it you
1: and your attorneys, or what's the team look like? So the team looks like me. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, people are. I don't have anybody. I don't. I mean, I do have the lawyer. I mean, I do. I do have. Um, Um, accountant, I do have, um, um, photographers and stuff like that, but nothing like I don't have a team. Mm. I don't, I don't have brokers. I know I have to get brokers to be able to go. And the only support I have right now is CCAB, Canadian Council of Aboriginal Business, which I pay for. Um, but they connect me with Export Canada. They, they give me the, the people to talk to. Um, does it go anywhere? Again, it's capital. Right, right. So that capital that you need, would you, would you build out your team? Oh, I'd love to, I, 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 I'll give you an example. A good friend of mine, Jenna Harper owns Cheekbone Beauty. Um, she ended up winning an award and she, she uh, quite a lot of money she got. And then, but she used that money to be able to do all her media and social social media and everything. I wanted to upgrade my website and then I got a bill. From an invoice, it was $5,000. I said, I can't do that. Mm. It's too much money. Mm. So that's, you know, moving ahead like that, it's like baby steps, right? Would I like to have brick and mortar? Would I like to have cafes all over Canada? This, Yeah, it'd be great.
2: Okay, Mark. Well, listen, we want to talk money. Let's talk money. You need a loan today. What do you need? You walk into uh, Mark's bank, and you <laughs> just know that the answer is going to be yes. Well, you walk in there, and you say— how you guys doing? My name is Mark. I have birch bark coffee.
1: I need a loan for what? Okay. Well, you want me to keep it real? This is it. Yeah, this is it. This is a goal I have. It'd be so cool to open up a roasting company on a First Nations community for all kinds of reasons and be able to employ people. Mm-hmm. And part of it is I created... A, you know, franchises. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually researched this and I actually created a hybrid franchise, which is not used very much. But when you really research this one and look at it, hybrid franchising is about giving back for social impacts, but nobody's ever used it. So part of this was creating a a cafe roasting place that would, would be innovative and teach people about business and educate them, but they'd also have to put money towards education, create por- portfolios for their life and that was a whole piece of this franchise that I created. It's a, it's a draft, yeah. but money wise I couldn't even put a number on it. I mean I don't even know how much a roasting machine is uh, I, I, I wouldn't even know um, Something to think about Something yeah. to think about because
2: I mean we have to turn these dreams and, and these ideas into goals. And the only way to do that is to start putting them on paper. So yeah. we just want to encourage you to—we um, ask that question a lot, you know, is is what is the number? Because right. you, say, you say you want to compete with Starbucks. Starbucks knows the number, right? Yeah. And it's our job to ask for the number. And if you get a no, go back and ask again. But, again, it's in all of our nature to be um, hesitant to ask yeah. because— People who are hesitant to ask, they're told no. Mm-hmm. If you tell your kids yes all the time, they ask for anything. Mm-hmm. They're not scared to ask you. But when you say no all the time, <laughs> then they're yeah. scared to ask. So um, I, I would I would encourage you to find that number um, because you can't walk into the bank and say, hey, um, can you write me a check uh, for opening up a roasting franchise? You're going to say, I need this, mo- this. This is what I need to get that. I would right. say it's pretty close to seven hundred. So you
1: have the number. 000. Let's say the number. So of right. It's close, close to, it's probably close to about a million. It's probably about 700, $750,000, I think.
0: So part of the reason we always ask that question is because we always think the ask is too low. Starbucks probably does over a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. You already said that coffee is the second yeah. most sold commodity, commodity in the world. right? So, So if you think about the world, there's somewhere around a billion. Mm-hmm. So a million... If I'm a, if I'm an investor a million isn't going to get us a big share big market share right no so don't be afraid to ask for the number take the time to create the number but take the time and think I need a marketing exec I need a uh, a PR specialist or somebody to deal with my social media like think about your team think about the machine think mm-hmm. about everything you need and don't be afraid to ask and really you know you've got you've got a lot of value you've already created. Mm-hmm. you know and so sometimes we have to create what's called a balance sheet to show here's the value i've created and some of that is more a narrative than just numbers
1: yeah that's so true so don't be afraid i remember somebody asking me i the executive uh, ceo of a company and he said "He was oh where do you see yourself i said why well, that's the same question or the same answer i gave on the same level as starbucks and he started laughing at me and I said, well, they started somewhere. They had a coffee somewhere, and they started their business. And uh,
2: well, we're not the, the people that's going to laugh at you, right? right. <laughs> the difference, yeah, and no. I think
0: the difference is when I, you know, I, I often say when we look at these yeah. companies, Starbucks was one guy, right? Yep. And somebody said yes to him. And what's happened in the world, and why all these social movements and everything yeah. happen and why we're here, is because the world tends to say to certain people yes to that one person. Yes. To a bunch of other people in the world, they tend to say no, hmm. and that's what we're here to talk about: is why do you keep saying no on this side of the room? Is it culture? What is it? Right? Let's let's just think, be real. I, I think because we everybody we talk to has the same thing, right? And that's what we know too, right? So we have to talk about it. Point. We have to elevate the conversation and say, look, people on this side of the room yeah. get told no, but that their i. That coffee there is no different than Starbucks. To your point, yeah, I guess and that's what I yeah, could. That's I, a good.
1: I like what you said.
2: The other thing too, Mark is, um, we deal with many different banks and organizations now as well. On because you know, five years ago, I was a person that I couldn't probably walk into the bank and get a loan. Now they now they're the red carpet they give us yes. wine they give us champagne the, whatever they answer the phone in the middle of the night there's nothing that they will say no to because i have it now right but you have somebody like us in those rooms talking to these people so these are the conversations that we're having okay. so when we do have relationships i have a certain amount of money invested in your bank so what i do is i go we go to those banks and we say well we have a lot of money over here. You need to do this, 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 and this. So when Mark walks in and asks for the loan, he needs to be treated with the same fairness as John Doe. You understand where we're going with this? So don't be afraid to ask because of your experiences. If you're afraid to ask, it should be because you're not confident in your business, but that's not what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. So if you need a million, you probably need 10 million Mm -hmm. or 20 million. Correct. And then you could build out yes. all your franchises that you want to build out all across the world and that 5,000 bucks that's hitting you on the email is small. Those 2,500 and 1500s for the um, um, trademarks of all in these different countries is small. That Spotify, uh, uh
0: Shopify membership to distribute worldwide is a small fee. It's a good point. Yeah and, and I think to every listener out there, I mean, we have great ideas. It's just the cultural part, right? That some people in the world are being told yes, and some people are being told no. What we want to continue to do is elevate that, highlight that, and say, let's change that, you guys. Because social movements will continue to happen until that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you said earlier you guys were your 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 ancestors were in the fur trading Mm -hmm. business, right? Mm -hmm. So we all believe in capitalism. Let's just share the capital, Hmm. right? That's all we're talking about. Let's share the capital.
1: I like that point. It's, it's resonating with me about it's, it's our communities. It's our, uh, it's our cultures that you know, give us a fair chance to be on the same playing field is what it is. It's uh, you know being suppressed. Yeah. As a First Nations person, I want to show people that, we, hey, we're here. We can do it.
0: I, if I can share a story, um, I live in America, part of North America. We're the same, right? But I live in, on the United States side. And back in May, I went fishing. I went to this great state called Montana, and I ended up on a reservation. And during that trip, I met a lot of great guys, but I was the only person there who looked like me. And by the last day, I guess one of the guys felt really comfortable about talking to me about Black Lives Matter and everything that was going on. And I said, well, it's it's a great conversation to have here. You know why? Because we're on the middle of an Indian reservation. So let's start with all the—this was their land— and now they have this, this mm. little pocket. Mm. And you want to talk to me about Black Lives Matter. Mm. You can't get to that unless you answer for this. Mm. This was their land. And you gave them this little pocket. And these people are, are poor. And yeah. so so this great world we have was created for all of us to share. Mm. It. We buy products. We create products. And all we're saying is just share. So and I don't yes, want to get no, too that's, 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 no, it's that's, wild. That's, that's good this is stuff, about. Derek. Um, and
2: me being the young gun in the room, I would just say that like I'm tired of asking. Yes. I'm tired of uh, qualifying. I'm tired of uh, justifying. Mm-hmm. So my, my message to everybody I deal with, you know, I tell my friends to quit their jobs, not because I don't want them to be able to pay their bills, but I want them to be happy. I want them to have purpose. I want them to figure it out. Yeah. You know, we have to escape the rat race that we all are in. Um, and if you choose to go back and do that, then then that's what you choose to yeah. do. But it's a choice, right? But we have to we have to open up ourselves and open our minds up yeah. to the way that this thing should be. And I think that you have a great understanding of that. And I just want to encourage you, Mm -hmm. to not be um, fearful or shy Mm -hmm. in the things that you want to do because the people that do it with a good heart are the people that worry, right? Mm -hmm. But those are the people who, who we need to be the biggest in the world because if Birchbark Coffee takes over as the number one selling coffee, selling company, even if it's in Canada, I think that's a great story. For Canada, mm-hmm. that you that you are First Nation, yeah. that your people were here first, that they were the first fur traders, and and now here you are all these years later after everything that we've been through as a people, with the biggest coffee in the world. So, just our words of encouragement. Um, Appreciate it. Your, the business model part, I think, is is easy to figure out. Um, sounds like you're on you're well on your way in in three years. Um, continue to learn, and mm-hmm. just don't stop. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more, Mark, before we get out of here. All right. Where can we find birch bark coffee? where can the, where can the
1: people listening um go to support? You can get it on our website, www.birchbarkcoffeecompany.com. Uh, it's also on well dot uh, for the people that shop online, not on Amazon. Uh, it's in a lot of stores right across Canada. What's uh, some of those stores? There's uh, independent. Uh, there's Sobies. Uh, it's going to be going into Whole Foods eventually. Mm. Good. Um, we're looking at uh, a lot of natural food places um, because they like the organic fair trade piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Toronto here. It's in Sanigan's Meat Meat Locker, I think it's called. It's uh, it's a Sobeys store's here. Awesome. So it's sweet potato. A few other. There's a few other ones in Toronto as well.
2: Awesome. 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 Well, thank you, man. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Um, I think this is a powerful conversation on all sides. And like I said, we just want to wish you the best in your journey going forward. And I think that um, we think. We tell people all the time we like we're not the we're not the no people. Now we may say no to some investments and in, in different business opportunities, but uh with people sharing their, their journey and their dream, um we're the people that are gonna tell you that you can do it. So I Just you. wanna keep you going. Let's see the other let's 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 see the other coffee as well. Um it gave us a cup, but I don't I don't think is there something in there? It's probably cold by now. No. All right. Oh, that's your. <laughs> yeah, let's take that. That's yeah, we'll you. Get you a product shot as well. You want me to hold it? Yeah. yeah hold it up. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, talk talk so, to us.
1: Talk to us, Mark. Well, first of all, I, I brought this for you because of the purple. Yeah. Um, well, I'm working with it. But um the the Two Spirit um is another initiative that I created because uh, I had a friend of mine that was two-spirited. Um and uh Explain that for the listeners. Two Spirited is a person with um has uh has uh, sees the world in a different view, but more of a, a male and female perspective. Mm-hmm. So it gets really complicated, but it is within that, and I don't even know the full acronym for LGBTQ, S, yada, yada, yada. But um, many, many decades ago, like in, tradi- in traditions and in First Nations people, Two-Spirited was seen as uh, people that were uh, very important figures. They were seen as... Uh, as spiritual people they were seen as leaders uh they were seen as the people to go to uh medicine people um wow. so this this actual word is a coined phrase to spirit um but when i when i created this one uh when i met my friend uh, and they were they came from out west and uh a while ago and um they were talking to me about uh, you know the lack of money to be able bring awareness and education. And as you know, sex education was taken off the map. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, you know, again, how can I help out? How can I help the community? And I said, I said, let me think about this. So I came up with another brainiac idea to create a coffee that was called Two-Spirited, like right wow. straight through. And, awesome. and so we put set proceeds into a nonprofit organization, uh, Two-Spirited organization that's in a uh, West wow. to help them, uh, raise you know raise money or need yeah. money if they have to travel or and stuff like that's that cool,
2: to go to, man. yeah that's dope yeah shout out to, shout out to the two-spirited people out there yeah. um mark's got a coffee that's that's donating proceeds to some organizations to help with that um is there anything else that you that you want to touch
1: on we'll give you we're here to, we'll give you a platform while we're here let's do it uh wow well, um just you know tell people to be you know right now during the pandemic, I think it's really important with self-care. Mm. I think we really have to look after number one because myself, you folks, the people here, I mean, we don't, we can't run our daily lives unless we really look after number one, which is us. Right. Mm. And that's through meditation or through sports or, you know, something that uh, keeps it real for us reading. And then when you're healthy, um, I think you can, uh, go forward and, and really help other people. And, uh, I have to be on my, my game to be able to inspire people and um as we shift from millennials to Generation Zs now with the young groups, I mean, you mentioned this earlier about all the activism that's happening out there because people are tired of the way things are. Yeah. They're tired of our governments. They're tired of uh you know, the continuous um cycle. cycle that's that's not Helping anybody, and I think that our, our next generations are the ones that are really going to like rise above and be the ones that uh, that really shift a, a positive tra- change in sustainability and ethical means. And uh, I mean, everybody now, you know, how many how many times have we ever read the the labels on the products that we buy? Mm-hmm. People are starting to read more now. Where mm-hmm. did this come from? We're tired of these big companies that are, you know, stealing water or monopolizing and. So I think uh, I think we have a really there's a lot of hope in the world with the younger generations and you know the programs like this man this is this is unreal like you yeah. don't you never seen this before no you never have and this this
2: is gonna be yeah. this is gonna be big man for everybody involved so just want to commend you man um you know aside from all this podcast shit and whatever this it is gonna turn into just like person to person I want to salute you you doing you doing the real work back um, at ya. Yes, so you yes sir so we appreciate you yes. So thinking about where Mark can take Birch Bark coffee, um, the sky's the limit. I think he's, he's built uh, community and equity. I think he's uh, built an incredible foundation. Um, I love that there's a, a charitable aspect to it, um, giving back and trying to make things better and, and finding better ways to do things. I think those are some of the most important people that we have. Um, I also love the fact that he bet on himself. Um, he's very proud of who he is and where he comes from which all of that resonates with me um, and I think that he's building a foundation that is going to allow him to um, really have a chance to, to see if he can take it global and I believe that that he can do it um, the other thing that he spoke to really well um, that I had experience in so it resonated with me was all of the little expenses that um, that or not so little expenses that add up, you know, as you're trying to start your own business in your own company. So, um, lawyer fees, trademarks, um, websites, uh, uh domains, all of those things and, and how they can add up, uh I think that can that can halt and that will stop a lot of uh entrepreneurs early on because they either don't have the capital to do it or they um they don't see the, the potential and, and understand that it's all part of the process because they they are spending their own money. So, what would
0: you what would you like to see Mark do? First and foremost, you know, just talking thinking about Mark, you know, Mark has a very interesting story, you know, and uh, I think he's 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 climbed a long way to get to the top. I think he's at the top, and I think Mark's business is prime for expansion. And I think the one thing I would encourage Mark to do is take um, software like QuickBooks And begin to track his expenses You know, you talked about some of the hard costs That he has, like trademark attorneys Copyrights, things like that You know, with with something like QuickBooks He's able to keep track of those And so he can segregate those from one-time costs To his ongoing costs Such as buying packaging and labeling And shipping boxes and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. So QuickBooks is very good At helping him stay organized And I think the benefit of that is then he also has he can also track his inventory of each end of, you know, QuickBooks has a job costing tool that he could use to track all his product costs um, to see where his margins come at. Because at the end of the day, you know, he's looking for margins and, you know, he's in he's in quite a few retailers. So I think what he wants to be able to do is figure out, you know, if I'm selling to. Uh, one retail establishment versus another am i still maintaining the same margin right mm-hmm. um, again his his business is primed for scaling and and then i think that the other benefit to him is i think he's really prepared to walk into a bank or into some equity investors and and, and obtain some capital and i think having those numbers are ready right having those numbers together and prepared makes him ready for that conversation. And, you know, listen, you and I talk about it all the time, you know, walking in, you know, and being able to get a loan for the uh, the ideals or the goals that we have business-wise, the enterprises that we're looking to build and grow. It can be challenging. It's, it's even more challenging when you're a BIPOC, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to go in the door ready. We got to have the data. We got to have the numbers. And I think QuickBooks is the perfect tool to help, Mark, you know, put all that together and make a great presentation to try to get that capital that's going to help him get to the next level.
2: Absolutely. You know, we talk about it all the time. If you if you need help, you know, you got to ask for it. And sometimes that's what we don't do. Uh, we're kind of brainwashed into thinking that we're not supposed to ask for help and we should do everything on our own. So um, I think I love the fact that he's betting on himself. But with that, I, my stance is that you don't bet on yourself to play it safe. You know what I mean? You, you got your foot in the door. You started your own thing. You might as well go for it because um, there's really no other way to get it. You're not going to take that next step by playing it safe. I want to thank our guest. We had a very special guest today, Mark Marcellet. Now, Gabo, for sharing his story with us today, um, came here to, to share you know, the story of his people and also to promote birch bark coffee. Um, and he wants to take over the world with it. So, we, we want to salute him for stopping by today. Um, appreciate your time. You were, it was an awesome conversation. We also want to give a huge thanks to our sponsor, Intuit, and our network partner, ACAS. For the Better on Yourself podcast, signing now is your host, Fred Van Vliet, with Default. Out. Oh. I don't sleep, you know I'm turned cause I got goals to reach. If I don't work, then I do not eat, but I got kids to feed. I know the family looking at me to get it, just know I'm with it. All the ones who busting you with your actions, I can't forgive 'em.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.